Hello and welcome back to the My Coaching Care podcast. Today we are picking up where we left off um, on attachment styles. Last time we discussed the island style attachment and uh, that's the attachment style that's more common to men. Um, And today we're going to be discussing the attachment style that's more common to women. Waves. Um, so something to look for, um, if, if you are a wave, uh, bear in mind that there will be some variation here, but you, if you are a wave, you're very likely to have uh, regulated your parents' emotional well-being. That is to say that you learned from an early age that you were responsible for other people's emotions. You also learned how to process emotions out loud, right, with other people and not in your own head. So in in that type of expression, in that type of um, relationship with emotions, there's also uh, a tendency to be very expressive with emotions, right? Um, to talk uh, a mile a minute, to be very eager to share stories um, that might not necessarily get to the point right away. Um, now this is the opposite, or, or at least the far end of the spectrum from the island, which tends to be like very, um, I, I want to say verbally withdrawn, like not as expressive, more like a flat affect. Um, they'll very much get to the point and not share any of the juicy details that people might find entertaining in a story. Um, the other thing to notice about waves is that they are very preoccupied with relationships, whereas islands tend to be very focused on being independent and raw, like I can do this by myself. Waves really highly value being in a relationship to the point where they feel like they might be messed up or broken if they're not in a relationship. All in all, um, wave types tend to, when in conflict, want to rush in and try to repair the conflict. They've got to fix it, right? They've got to fix it with the other person. And they want to be able to process that conflict out loud. Um, Now, the issue that a lot of couples run into is that they are a wave and an island paired together. And if if you've heard both of the podcasts or you have some semblance some some idea of how the islands and waves interact with one another then you know that this leads to just endless <laughs> endless fucking conflict the reason for that is that islands like to process their emotions internally in fact many islands do not actually know how to process their emotions with another person it feels weird to them uncomfortable they don't like it by the same token waves can really most of the time only process their emotions out loud with another person the the act of going inward and dealing with their emotions eternally is extremely uncomfortable for them so you have one emotional connection to a processing type that doesn't like talking with the other people and one that really can't do without talking with other people uh and also uh really doesn't want to be abandoned, right? Really has a high value on being in a relationship. So this is like a recipe for disaster, right? You have one person, the island, constantly pulling away, and you have one person, the wave, chasing him down, trying to fix the relationship, worried about being abandoned. Uh, Each person is triggering the one thing that triggers that person, right? It could be, it's the most severe trigger. Um, So 
A lot of time, that's the dynamic that I run into when I'm talking to my clients, right? It's, it is the wave and island dynamic clashing. Now, the good news is that this is something that you can notice and shift. Um, for both parties, the island and the wave, uh, the drive is to kind of just get to the center, right? To become more of an anchor, which is uh, able to deal with both types of emotional regulation, right? With other people and by themselves. Uh, they're confident in relationships. They have a positive outlook of how relationships will go. They don't need another person, but they really enjoy the company of another person and they're willing to do whatever it takes to make the relationship work. So we're looking for that kind of healthy middle ground uh, in terms of dealing with conflict, in terms of expressing emotions, in terms of integrating uh, the negative emotions or the emotional charge. Um, so I know that's a lot of jargon all at once. And to put it in more simple terms, um, it's very possible to get to a healthy style of dealing with conflict and getting outside of any negative emotions that you might have towards your partner when a conflict arises, like the resentment and the hate and the frustration and all of that. All of that we can leave at the door. All of that we can easily get out of. We just have to build up the scaffolding that we need to get to the point of being an anchor or a secure style attachment. So, how's that done? The first thing is to notice what your patterns are when you're activated. Um, do you tend to shy away from the other person? Do you shut down? Uh, do you tend to get like very, very expressive and like um, maybe you feel the urge to attack the other person or lash out or like point out flaws in their logic? And notice what words you're using. Um, one thing that I noticed myself when I get activated is that I start saying things like you always or you never. Um, there's also a desire to make the other person feel the pain that I'm feeling. Um, so when I'm activated, I get really mean. Um, and when I notice those behaviors wanting to come out, when I notice those behaviors coming out, I also know that it's time for me to take a step back. Um, now, that could look several different ways, but what works best for me is just to let my partner know that I need some time, like an hour to myself so that I can work through some stuff and there's nothing wrong. It's just that I have a story in my head and I need to process it. And when I get that time, it's really easy to come back to the relationship with a level head, completely light and free. Um, and work things out to repair the relationship. But without that time, it's very difficult. Uh, you, it's, it's so hard to have a conversation that works when both people are like super hot headed and ready to fight, right? <laughs> so step one, know what your pattern is. Begin to recognize the signs Look for what happens when you're angry at your partner. Look for what happens when you're in a high stress situation. And then find a system that works to help you get more resourced or help you get calmed down. Um, for a lot of people, physical touch is a very good shortcut to getting the nervous system to relax and to convince the brain that it's okay to get out of fight or flight. 
um, physical touch, words of affirmation, um, taking responsibility for your part of the conflict. Uh, that's really important. It can forward the interaction in a way that makes it possible for the two of you to get past that conflict. Uh, and once both sides are cleared of emotion, then we're put into a place where we can begin to build. So what are we committed to creating together? Uh, it's really important to note that this step will not work unless both parties start treating their word as something that is extremely important to them, right? It, life or death. Because I can commit to building all the structures that I want. I can commit to taking timeouts. I can commit to reading more books on relationships. I can commit to finding out my patterns or going to a counselor or a coach. But without that relationship to my word, nothing gets done and the patterns repeat endlessly. So to summarize, it's gonna take three things. One, understand who you are, understand your patterns. Two, understand what it takes to get outside of your patterns when you're activated. And three, begin to develop a relationship with your words such that it is as important to you as drawing breath, right? Now that's kind of a bit, it's a bit unrealistic. Most people won't get there. I, I'm certainly not there. But treating it as such, aspiring to get there, will go a very long way. It's the fact that most people can't keep to the word. It's the fact that most people have a struggling relationship with integrity that makes it so difficult for most of us to change. And if we can begin to redefine that, then we can, be re we can begin to redefine the way that we interact in all of our relationships, not just with our partner. Now, if you find yourself in a situation where you're just ready to pull out your own hair, where you're ready to maybe call it quits on someone that you, you love, but it's just so frustrating to be with them, then I wanna offer you something that might just make the shift for you. We have a free 45 minute consultation on mycoachingcare.com, and I bring this up every podcast, that is available for people who want a helping hand in getting through to the next stage. A relationship doesn't have to be one endless series of conflicts. It really doesn't. And sometimes all it takes is a few sessions to get that breakthrough. You can find it at www.mycoaching.care. Once again, that's www.mycoaching.care. And we will catch you in the next episode.